is, uh, no, no, you don't. This is, Not yet. Yeah. <clears throat> Good evening, gentlemen. Um, we get back together once again for a, uh, another Thursday night Chumash and Shalanshir. It's yet again the end of another fabulous, amazing, unbelievable week over here. And it's Parshas Vayero. Approaching Parshas Vayero. Here's a, like all the Parshas and Barashas, really packed, a lot of stuff going on. We're going to try to focus, Mami, on a few things, many things we haven't spoken about, I hope and I believe in previous years. Um, and with our time remaining over here. <clears throat> and... I first want to talk about um, the topic that, that is not maybe the main topic in the sixth parsha, but there's something that comes up in the sixth parsha that allows us to focus in on a very fundamental Jewish topic and discussion, and that is the nature of malachim in general. A malach, what a malach is, what he isn't, how he works, and how he doesn't work, and the famous question of does a malach have a yetzer hara? Does a malach have bechira? Can a malach defy God? And the word on the street is that, no, a malach cannot defy God. A malach doesn't have the chira. A malach is like a, like a robot. You can think of it as just like an automatic wind-up thingy that Hashem, you know, the, uh, the malach bats that Hashem just has doing his, his, his will and his, um, his, his uh, shlichus. And there's a rashi in this week's parsha that seems to back this theory up. We have the malachim in the beginning of the parsha. They come to visit Avram Avinu, <clears throat> then they go to visit Light. They go to visit the people of Sedoim. Different kind of a visit over there. The Malachim are very busy in the sixth parasha. And they drop it on Avram in the guise of people. Avram thinks that they're people. He thinks that they're merchants. And Avram tells them the following. This is um, towards the beginning of the parasha. Pasuk hey, Perek Yudches Pasuk hey. Avram tells the Malachim the following. I'll get you guys some bread. And you will, you will um, dine your hearts away. You will uh, satiate your hearts. Then you can go. Please join me for some bread, some flesh, some Dr. Pepper. Then I'll send you guys on your way. It's only right that you should do this because look, you, you've passed through my... Um, my my um, my tent over here. Pass right next to my tent. Please come and join me. Let me feed you. By said, Good. We'll listen to you, Avram. We're going to come in and, and, and join you for lunch. So Avram told Vasadhu libchem, sadu libchem, feast your hearts, satiate your hearts. Now libchem means your hearts because he's speaking to multiple malachim, but it means to each one, each of each of your heart, uh, for all three of you, your heart and your heart and your heart. And sometimes in the Torah, the word libchem, when it addresses people, it was something we find it doubled, as as in levavchem, achrei levavchem ve'achrei einechem, v'chol levavecha. We have in Shema twice a pluralization, a doubleization of the word lev, levavecha, right? Levavchem. There's two vases over there, and it's interesting that when we're addressing us, we have lev with two vases, levavchem, levavecha. We address the Malach, Lev only gets one vase. And Rashi picks up on this and tells us the following. It's Rashi and Pasakei. Sadru Libchem. The Rashi tells us, um, this is the second half of Rashi, Omer of Chama, Levavchem in Ksivkan. It doesn't say by the Malachim, Levavchem, your hearts, each and every one of your hearts. 
like it talks, like it uses that lashon when it refers to us in Shema. Ela libichem, libichem with one base, not two bases. Why, when we're addressing malachim, we we uh, talk about lev with one vase and not two, not levavchem, but libchem. Magad, this teaches us she'en yetzahara shoylet b'malachim. This teaches us the yetzahara has no power over malachim. Ain't yetzahara shoylet b'malachim. The yetzahara has no power over them. So let's ask two questions. The second question, let's ask the second question first. The second question is, why would we allude to the yetzahara through the um, the lev? No, there's, there's, you know, the Yitzhahara has control of a lot of, of, of us, a lot of areas of our existence. Why specifically the lave? We want to say that the, the Yitzhahara, we want the Pasuk to allude to the fact that the Yitzhahara has no power over them. Say, uh, I don't know, say um, so, some kind of word that just makes it clear that, that there's no, that Malachim don't have a Yitzhahara. We have a Yitzhahara, they don't have a Yitzhahara. Say uh, the word Yitzhahara. I don't know, say the word Yitzhahara. Why lave? Yeah, so so part of us is the heart, but we have we have lots of parts. We have eyes, eyes and mouths and ears and noses and feet and hands. The Yitzhahara can have power in lots of different parts of us. Why specifically is the heart, that organ, that part of the body, that whether it's when it's doubled, that means there is a Yitzhahara. When it's single, there isn't a Yitzhahara. Let's ask another question. Again, the conventional understanding from this Rashi is, ah, Rashi says... That by us says Lavachem, by Malach it says Libchem, because they don't have a Yetzer Hara. Malach doesn't have a Yetzer Hara. So this Rashi becomes one of the proofs, one of the sources that a Malach doesn't have a Yetzer Hara. People have Yetzer Hara, Malachim don't have a Yetzer Hara. Which again creates this funny kind of understanding of what a Malach is. The Malach is just some like a wind up toy, uh, a, 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 a robot, a, a machine, machinery. Maybe that's what a Yetzer Maybe that's what a Malach is. Maybe Tak is just a machine, it's just a. Automaton, just a robot. It's a funny kind of idea that, you know, if it's just machinery, so skip the machinery. It's, you know, if it's not really doing anything um, other than your exact programs, Hashem needs to create computers to program those computers to computer programs. But that is the conventional understanding of this Rashi, that Malach does not have any Yetzirah. And again, if a Malach doesn't have a Yetzirah, what goes hand in hand with the Yetzirah is Bechira. The two do go hand in hand. If I have a Yitzhahara, I have Bechira. If I don't have a Yitzhahara, I don't have any Bechira. I just do, I follow orders. I do my, what I'm programmed to do. I'm a zombie. I'm, I'm just a, 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 just a bot. I do whatever you told me to do. There's no Yitzhahara, there's no Bechira. That's the word on the street. But let, let's look again at Rashi. And Rashi actually doesn't sound like he's really saying that. If Rashi wants to tell us that a Malach doesn't have a Yitzhahara, what should Rashi say? Rashi should say what? It says, Libchem, not Levavchem, Magad, that teaches us the word, She'ein, She'ein Yetzirah Lemalachem. She'ein Lemalachem Yetzirah. Ein Yetzirah Lemalachem. That's what Rashi should say. That would be concise and to the point. That's not what Rashi says. What does Rashi say? Let's see it again. Rashi says, Ein Yetzirah, Magad, She'ein Yetzirah, Shoylet B'malachem. This teaches us that the Yetzirah doesn't have any power over a Malach. What, what does that mean? Either you have the Yetzirah or you doesn't, don't have the Yetzirah. If the whole word of Amalek is it doesn't have Bechira, it just, you wind it up and it does what you, what you programmed it to do. So say to the point that they, they, they don't have a Yetzirah, period. Rashi's phrase is a very strange, and this is a very awkward kind of phrasing. The Yetzirah is not Shoylet. Shoylet, I'm even mistranslating it. Shoylet doesn't mean that it doesn't have any power. Shoylet means the Yetzirah doesn't have any Shlita, any authority, any 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 
can't rule over the Malach. doesn't rule over it. But it doesn't sound like that a Malach doesn't know what a Yetzirah is. doesn't sound like the Yetzirah doesn't communicate with a Malach or doesn't have any degree of influence over a Malach. That's not what Rashi says. Rashi says the Yetzirah is not shoylet over the Malach. doesn't rule over the Malach. doesn't have shlita over the Malach, authority over the Malach. So... Is Rashi saying what everyone thinks he's saying with the word on the street is that the, that the Malach doesn't have a Yetzir Hara? Or is Rashi perhaps saying something else? And the truth is Rashi is saying something else. And Rashi is saying actually the opposite. <laughs> well, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. And if it would, if it would mean, like the Adam is suggesting, that the, Yetzir, that the Malach is immune to a Yetzir Hara, then we're still back in a funny place. And it has a Yetzir Hara, but it's impervious to the Yetzir Hara. It's immune to the Yetzir Hara. So what does it mean that it has a Yetzir Hara? Yeah, I have Yetzirah, but the Yetzirah can't get in. So I don't have a Yetzirah. Do I have a Yetzirah? Do I not have a Yetzirah? I have a Yetzirah, but it has no Shlita. Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't do anything to me. So I don't have a Yetzirah, right? I don't have a Yetzirah. So let's first bring Sathrat some proofs that would seem to indicate that Malachim actually do have Bechira. Because again, the two have to go in hand, hand in hand. Um, to have Bechira, which means free will, the ability to choose right and wrong, has to go hand in hand with, with having Yetzirah. If I don't have a Yetzirah, there's only right. There's no wrong choice. There's no two choices. If I have free will, I can choose between right and wrong. That has to mean that I have a Yetzirah. And if I don't have a Yetzirah, I don't have free will. Let's bring some proofs, actually, from not that long ago, that Malachim do seem to have a Yetzirah, and they do seem to have free will. We don't have to turn any further than Parshas Bereshis. Parshas Bereshis, we have, again and again, mention of places where Hashem had one expectation, one instruction to the Malachim, and the Malachim disobeyed. Find the Malachim disobeyed Hashem. Where do we find the Malachim disobeyed Hashem in Parashas? Well, a few times. Hashem tells the trees to produce themselves and the fruits with, with an identical taste. Um... Hashem wants trees to sprout forth, to grow forth from the land. Hashem wants those trees to have bark that tastes like the apples, and they should make bar- apples that taste like the apples. Rashi tells us, arts, um, not pre, but in the end, the, the trees that were produced were trees that did not taste like the fruits. The trees only tasted like trees. The trees tasted like wood, and the apples tasted like apples. The trees didn't listen to Hashem. They defied Hashem. The trees defied the Rebbeinu Shalom. The trees didn't listen. Now, what does it mean the trees didn't listen? Since when, when was the last time trees listened to anybody? You guys ever tried telling trees to do something? What would happen? You're not going to get very far. Tell the tree to do something. Trees generally don't listen, right? Many, many people talk to the wall. People talk to the wall. The walls also don't listen, right? People talk to the wall. People that talk to the wall... Because no, because nobody listens to them, right? I talked to something. At least the, the wall may not listen, but the wall doesn't disagree with me either. Um, so uh, trees, you can't get trees to do very much. So what does it mean the trees disobeyed Hashem? We're not talking about the trees. We're talking about what? The malach behind the trees, right? Every every aspect of creation has a malach, flora and fauna. Every animal every vegetable, every mineral, it has a malach behind it that's charged with the welfare of that item. Trees have a malach behind the trees. So Hashem told the malach, behind the trees, 
produce trees that taste like the fruit. The Malach didn't listen to the Rebbeinu Shalom. The Malach disobeyed Hashem. And we, we find other examples also. I mean, like the, the moon. The moon, a couple days, a day later, the moon has this tiff with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The moon says, I want to be just like the sun. How can, you know, how can we... I'm sorry. The moon says that um, I, I'm not interested in sharing sharing my uh, planet Earth with the sun. I want to take it, you know, use all the sun or all the moon. So Hashem says, okay, good, 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 good idea, good suggestion. Go ahead and make yourself much smaller. Um, we find the moon having a, a, a debate with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Trees disobeying the moon, disobeying, having debate. And, and there's other sources also where you have similar situations where the the sour, the malach, the kayach behind something is given one mission and it seems to uh, disobey, disregard, and and second-guess Hashem. So this is clearly an example of, of uh, malachim having bechira. The malach that's behind the trees was able to use bechira to defy Hashem, to disobey Hashem, and produce trees not according to Hashem's plan. So malachim do have bechira. If they have bechira, they can choose right and wrong. If they choose, can choose right and wrong. They certainly do have a yetzer hara. They have a yetzer hara. What, in fact, does Rashi mean over here when Rashi says... But at the same time, if we read Rashi very carefully, listen to the Zmirs that Rashi is singing, it does sound a little bit like they do have a Yetzirah, as we, as we inferred earlier. Rashi doesn't say, He says, The Yetzirah has no power over them. It has no power over them. But, it, but it's there. The Yetzirah is, is, is present. So let's put it all together. It would seem that they do have a Yetzirah, they do have the Chirah. If they have Yetzirah and they have Vechira, what, what does Rashi mean altogether? That the Yetzirah has no power? As, as Madcha was, 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 he wanted to suggest that they, 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 it has, has, um, you know, they're, they're uh, immune to the Yetzirah, they're impervious, so then they don't have a Yetzirah. What does it mean? To what degree does a Malach yeah, have a Yetzirah? What is the Yetzirah of a Malach? And how do we put that back into the Rashi of... Um, and Yitzhar has no power, no authority over them. So the answer is like this. The answer lies in the first question that we asked. And the first question that we asked tonight was, why is the word lave? why is that the word that's used in the Torah to allude to having a Yitzhar or not having a Yitzhar? When it comes to people, we have a Yitzhar, so we say levavchem, levavchem, a double lave. That's how we talk about people who have a Yitzhar. We want to talk about Malach, that the Yitzhar is not shoylet, we say libchem. Why is the heart the place to discuss whether or not, and the place to indicate whether or not you have a yitzhar? The yitzhar has power over lots of our appendages, right? Has a power over lots of our um, component parts. Why is the heart that body part and that organ where we where we focus in on if we want to talk about having yitzhar shoylet or not bishoylet? And the answer is like this: beautiful answer which it comes from ideas that the Svarim HaKadoshim share with us, um, the holy books that people like to learn late at night, talk about the Leif. And famously, the Balatanya has a long discourse on this. Other Svarim also do. They talk about the concept of <clears throat> Tzadik Viraloi, Tzadik Vitoivloi. And the idea that the the the, the, um, the svarm present us with is ra ra refers to 
the Yetzir Hara, but not just the Yetzir Hara, but refers to the pull of the Yetzir Hara. The Yetzir Hara exists not just to convince us to do things that are against Hashem, but to actually pull us to things that are against Hashem. And this idea of the pull, the pull of the Yetzir Hara, where I have, you know, a weakness that I can be pulled, I can be tugged, I can be yanked by the Yetzir Hara. I have an interest in doing something wrong. That's Sadiq Vira Loy. Ra means an interest. I have an interest. I have a real interest in doing the wrong thing. I have. A, I gravitate towards it. It appeals to me. That's always the, 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 the spin in the direction that my lave gives me. The heart, a person's heart, is the source and the seat of what ultimately appeals to you, what pulls you, what sways you, what tugs you, and what's trying to yank you somewhere. If I'm built in a way that the Yetzirah is able to appeal to me, I have an interest in doing an Avera on, 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 on a basic level, right? On, on an instinctive level. An Avera is something that looks tempting, that, that pulls me, that sways me, that um, tugs me. That's called Ra Loi. I, I, have, I have an element of Ra. That's, that's the heart. That's always what the, the lave is. The lave is the place that, that determines and controls where I gravitate what I gravitate towards and what, what appeals to me. So if I have an interest in, 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 uh, in Ra and Ra appeals to me, even if I am able to overcome it, even if I can overcome it and I can conquer it, I'm still called a tzaddik vira loy. I, 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 I have, you know, I, 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 I have an appreciation for Ra. Ra, the Yitzhar comes to sell me things. It sells me taiva. It sells me a good time. It sells me indulgences. It sells me averas. It sells me laziness. It sells me um, ego. It sells me uh, um, procrastination. Yes, it does that also. It, 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 it sells me gluttony. It sells me overeating. It sells me greed. So all these things like appeal to me, even if I overcome it, but I have that appreciation of Ra. My lave connects with the Yetzirah. I'm able to overcome it, but my lave connects with the Yetzirah. Now, we would like that my lave also connects with the Yetzirah. We would like that a Gishmaka Shir appeals to me. A Gishmaka learning session with my Chavrusa, that appeals to me. A, a, a good davening appeals to me. A, a beautiful Shabbos table appeals to me. Getting really, you know, uh, having an amazing Pesach Seder with my children at the table, we like that that also appeals to me. And very often, we see that both spectrum, both ends of the spectrum appeal to me. This is the double heart. The double heart is, that's the Levavchem Levavecha, Levavecha, that's the Yetzer Har, the Yetzer Toiv, is when I, you know, appreciate a, a Geshmak Shmon Ezra, Geshmak Mincha, I can really get into a good learning session with my Chavrusa. I can really get into a really great shear. I can really get into a real nice Shabbos table. It appeals to me. But, but Averis also appealed to me. The appeal itself, the appeal itself, Rabbi Isai, already means I have a double heart. 
even again, and we're not talking about practice, even if in practice I'm strong, and in practice I'm tough, and in practice the Yetzirah is trying to get me to hit the snooze button, in practice the Yetzirah is trying to get me to, to have bowl after bowl after bowl after bowl after bowl of cholent, the Yetzirah is trying to get me to be indolent and, 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 and consistent and, and, and self-centered, and I ignore all that, but if, if I, you know, I, I see what you're trying to sell me, and, and I appreciate what you're trying to sell me, I have a double heart. If my heart appreciates the, the sales pitch of the answer, even if I overcome it, I already have a doubling of hearts because I can appreciate this. This is an appeal. This appeals to me. Toiv appeals to me, but Ra also appeals to me. Okay, so far so good? Yes. For sure. You know, if you if you didn't have that sad of Ra, then you're doing things by rote. You're doing great things by rote. Well, yes, that's a complicated. I, I understand the question. You want to know if someone gets himself to the point where the Ra doesn't even appeal to him anymore, which is the ultimate. That's the highest madrego. You know, the highest madrego is tzaddik um, v'toivloi. That Ra doesn't even talk to him. He's not interested in it. So what's his avoid? That's a good question. You're asking, so what, what's, what's, what's he getting schar for? That's a separate discussion. It's a little bit beyond the scope of the current one, but I understand your question. But anyway, getting back to levavchem and libchem, levavecha and libcha, someone with a double heart, which is generally, you know, nearly you know, all, all of us, I think, probably. I mean, it's definitely me. Probably, I'm probably not alone in saying that, you know, even when we're doing the right thing, but the wrong thing still appeals to us. I, I see, I see the geschmack over there. If you see the geschmack, <laughs> you see the, if you can see the geschmack in doing an Aveira, you have you have a double heart. You have a heart that that the Yetzer Hara is 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 uh, running a makin, even if you just appreciate it. See, I I, I could see that could see, be very geschmack just to sleep all day long. That could be geschmack. That could be very geschmack to you know one day just not have to keep Shabbos, right? To, to go eat all all you can eat, go get a ninety nine cent burger. Yeah, that's, that's, that's incredible. Paying 99 cents for a burger. With cheese, too. They throw the cheese. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, whatever it is. $1.99. $1.99. Um, if we can see the geschmack in that, even if we would never do it, that, that, that's a double heart. And here we see what it means to have one heart, which is a malach. A malach is only libechem. A malach... Is, is automatically in the way that the Balatania and others from describe as Libi Chalal Bakirbi, only having one heart, when you're a Malach, Ra doesn't appeal to you. There's no appeal. There's no tug. There's no pull. The Malach is not interested in doing anything that's wrong. Has no interest. Has no interest. There's no natural appeal. There's nothing, to, there's not, there's nothing attractive about it. For us, there's something very attractive about doing the wrong thing. And that's, as Rebacham is pointing out, that's what brings us to Elam Haba. It's very, very attractive to do the wrong thing. Very geschmack, very enticing. But we don't do it anyway. I'm not going to do it, but it's very attractive. If you're a Malach, you only have one heart. If you only have one heart, there's nothing attractive, nothing appealing about, about, doing, about, about following the Yitzhara. It's Why would I want to do that? Why would I want to do an Avir? It's dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's not appealing. It's not geschmack. It doesn't have any kind of enticements. When you're a malach. So, first of all, we're, we're, we're several steps now down the road in terms of developing this. 
when we say that a malach has one lave, what it means is the Yetzirah has no appeal. Ra has no appeal. Does it mean that he's incapable of doing the wrong thing? No. We're not saying that. Not that a malach is incapable of defying God, incapable of disobeying God, but there's no appeal in it. It does, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't talk to the malach. He doesn't have that second heart where the Yetzirah is able to pull and tug as it is able to pull and tug us. And that's the Pshat and Rashi where Rashi says, Ein Yetzirah The Yetzirah has no power. What well, that means is no pull, no sway. The Yetzirah doesn't tug the Malach. The Malach is not interested in the Yetzirah. Rashi doesn't say the, Yetzirah, the Malach doesn't have a Yetzirah. The Yetzirah is right there hovering by the Malach, but it does has, there's no appeal. It only has one heart. And again, it goes so beautifully together with this Yisoyed from the Svar Makadosh and the Balatani and others that a doubling of hearts means I, 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 I see value and I, I see the appeal of mitzvahs and I see the appeal of Averis. Even if I don't do the Averis, but I see the, I see the, I see the, the, the Geshmak over there, I see the appeal. Max doesn't see anything appealing about Averis. The answer is not shoylate. There's no tug, there's no sway, there's no pull. So far, so good. And the question is, okay, so if the Yetzirah doesn't appeal to a Malach, if there's no internal tug and no swing and no inclination to want to do something wrong, then how actually does, when, why and when should a malach ever do an Avera? When and why should the malach ever defy God? And we did bring proofs that the malachim do sometimes defy God. They have defied God in the past. We brought proofs from the six days of creation. But it's not Hamel. If it's true that there's no appeal value in that, there's no enticement, they don't appreciate it, they don't see anything rewarding about doing the wrong thing, it doesn't talk to them, then why in fact, and why indeed, should it, and did they ever defy God, correct? That's, that's the question that we've arrived at. So Terence is like this. To understand that, we have to take a step backwards, this is also a little bit of a step forwards, three parishes backwards, and three days forwards, to the sixth day of creation. There was someone else in creation who wasn't a malach, that originally was like a Malach in that the Yetzirah had no appeal to him. And who's that? Adam HaRishon. Adam in Gan Eden was created in such a way that the Yetzirah also had no... Had, had, had no appeal to him. It wasn't appealing. There was, nothing, there was nothing particularly enticing about defying God. And we know there's a famous idea that the Yetzirah of Adam was external, right? It was an externalized Yetzirah. It was external. It doesn't mean it was external. It's this idea. Nah, quick. It was an external Yetzirah. No, that one. Yeah. And external means that there was no... Oh, you got it. Shkoyach. So external means there was no, it didn't appeal to, to Adam Rishon, there was no appeal to, to act like an animal and to, to eat without benching, to eat without washing his hands and to heal his time. It didn't appeal to him. It didn't appeal to him. That's the external Yetzirah, the same one of the Malach. External, doesn't talk to me, doesn't pull me, doesn't pull me anywhere. So how did Adam sin? What was Adam Rishon's Aveiro? So this is we're catching up a little bit on Bereshus. So we had to skip Bereshus this year. Every year, usually, we end up skipping Bereshus. What? All right. Well, that just that transfers the question now to Chava, though. Chava was the same way as Adam. Chava didn't have a Yitzhar either. Inside, she didn't have an internalized Yitzhar. But 
I don't think that came out on tape, which we're probably better off that way. Um, so what was the what was the, what what gave Adam a, a, the what was Adam Arishan's sin? What was his sin if he didn't have any a, any interest in wrath? His avera was on the same level of the avera that any malach can commit, which is it's very different than our averas. Our averas come from being unable to say no to the appeal and the enticement of the Yitzhar. This is so, so nice. Go go far away from God for a moment. It's okay. You'll do tshuva later. Don't think about it too much. Just jump off the cliff, jump off the skyscraper, and there, there's so much tumma over there. It's fun. It's geschmack. You'll have a good time. That's our Averis. Adam Yushin's Averis was not like that because he didn't have that pull. Nothing was pulling him to jump off the roof. He, he didn't want to jump off the roof. But, to the contrary, he had an ability. He, he had no interest in defying God. He had no interest in going far away from God. No interest in that. No, no, nothing about going away from God appealed to him. But Fakir, he, he was such an interest in following God's orders and being like God that his Nisoyin and his Yetzirah was that his test and his trial was when he's faced with an opportunity to be like God. To be like God. Now, it wasn't mean to be like God because like Rashi says, like Nachos said, eat from the apple and you'll be like God. It means something much more subtle than that. Much more much deeper than that. To be like God in that, he can hatch his own plan. He can he, he sees what God wants, and he says to himself, you know, I can do it even better than God. I see what God wants me to do. I'll do a better job even. And it'll make me more like God. I, I, I heard what God said. You know, if I, if I do it this way, I'm going to do what God asked me to do. I'm going to do it even better. And I'm going to be even more like God. Therein lies... Adam Rishon's Avera and his ability to do an Avera. His sole ability to do an Avera was to, so to speak, outthink, outsmart, and second-guess God, but not because he wants to run away from God, because he wants to be even more like God. He wants to follow God's will even better. Adam Rishon decided to eat from the Eitz Hadas, and internalize the Yetzirah. What was his calculation? He made a Cheshmer. What was his Cheshmer? What was Adam Rishon's calculation? His calculation was, God gave me a mitzvah and Averas, and he gave me a mitzvah to become like God. Well, you know, Right now, I don't really have much of a struggle. If I eat this Eitzah Das I'll internalize the Yetzirah, I'll have more of a struggle, and when I overcome that struggle, I'll be even more like God. Won't I be much so much more like God when I do God's will with the ability to disobey God? This what he, he made a calculation. That's what he had the ability to do, to outsmart, outthink, and second-guess God, sort of be, uh, uh, you know... Be, 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 not beat God at his own game, but to outdo God at, his, at God's own game and to be even more like God. This was, what he did have the ability to do was to make a calculation, to make a cheshven. Right. A krum a He's trying to, he's doing better than God. He's trying to figure out what Hashem wants. Right? That's right. And this is what he had the ability to do, to second guess God, to try to do God's job even better than what God told him. This is what he has the ability to do. In other words, he has no emotional pull to the Yetzirah like we do. He had no visceral, uh, phys- f- uh, physical pull to the, psychological, physical pull to the Yetzirah, but he had the intellectual ability, on, on an intellectual level, to, to, to quote-unquote defy God by tr- figuring out how to be even better than God, to do God's job even better. This is what Adam Rishon was able to do. This is Adam Rishon's Avera. 
And this is what the Malachim are able to do also. The Malachim, the Malach behind the trees, was given a job, produce trees and fruit, and the trees taste like the fruit. The Malach says to itself, I hear what God wants, but it's even better, to come out even better and nicer and richer when the tr- trees are trees and the fruit is fruit. That'll, that'll be an even better um, a, a, a way of carrying out God's will. Yeah, I see God wants the trees to taste like fruit, but you know what? God wants there to be products and producers. God wants there to be people in this world that are God-like, that God is a producer of products, and, I, and I'm going to be a producer of products. And if the, the, the producer is the producer, the product is the product, and the lines are clearly drawn, then we're making a Kiddush Hashem, we're bringing out God's will and glory even better. This was what the Malach behind the trees is able to do. And that's what a Malach can do. Not, it doesn't have any pull. It has Libchem, one heart, has no interest, and no appeal. It, it doesn't appeal to the Malach to defy God, but does he have the ability to second-guess God on a level of Seichel? And, and, and that is the Bechir that a Malach has. That's the Bechir that Adam had. And ultimately, our job to be, make a Tikkun in that, which was Adam's job, is to always put Hashem's will before our will, even if we don't understand, even if we say, like, Hashem, I think that makes a lot more sense to me. But look, if this is what you told me to do, that must be the best thing, that must be the right thing. Maybe I deactivate my comprehension, my Seichel. I'm a Vatal Rebbeishon to your Seichel. And the Rebbeishon should give us tons of good Seichel. And everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos. Thank you all for joining. Thank you.